Step inside the Wooniverse. Welcome to Inside the Wooniverse, Woo Squared. That's a little bit of woo times two. In these shorter episodes, you're going to hear more of me, like an audio journal, on universal topics like abundance, resilience, working with the moon, manifestation, meditation, and much, much more. Inside the Colette, you are a meditation enthusiast. Yes, I am. Who also has a, oh my goodness, I don't even know how many countless meditations that you've created. Yes. You have a meditation app. A few of them. And me- albums. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'll tell you, I personally do them. I love them. I feel like you really invite them into a space that it's very easy to fall into a state of just pure bliss with your meditations and the checks in the mail for that one. I'm just kidding. Okay. (laughs) just saying. (laughs) Seriously, I love them so much, just FYI. Uh, But on a side note, for anybody who's listening who wants to get started in meditation, because I know even through the last couple of years, people have wanted to also become meditation enthusiasts and have discovered different things that meditation can offer you. Awesome. I will talk about this now. And also Julie Fink is in the house, for those of you who are wondering. We have three of us here today. I have both my producers. Oh, hey. I love meditation. I can't wait to (laughs) dig in with Colette, the passionate, clear channel for meditation. A greater meditator. Let me tell you what it was not like that in the beginning. And I create meditations for people who can't meditate. Seriously. (laughs) I have to tell you, I had the craziest meditation stories. So when I first got clean and sober, they suggested that we do these relaxation things, which then they told us was meditation after. I could handle relaxation while I was in the treatment center. And then afterwards, like, that's meditating. I'm like, really? So um, I went to all these different meditation places in Toronto, because that's where I got clean and sober. I went to this uh, Tibetan temple where I learned different meditation techniques there. I went to a Zen temple, but I could not sit still. So the guy hit me with a stick. I'll never, ever forget that. He hit me with... Well, a stick. Like, because when you fidget, they like whack you. Oh, yeah. So that was, I was so upset. I was so mad. Anyway, but I couldn't sit still. It wasn't their fault. Like, I literally was bothering everybody in the thing. I was kept moving and moving. And I realized that I couldn't sit still and I couldn't make my mind stop. And I have to tell you, I had such a hard time meditating. I could not make, like, I I tried counting sheep one time. I So I would go, okay, maybe if I meditated on sheep, you know how people say count sheep? So I would count the sheep and then the whole flock would jump over, okay? Like all at once, like I would see the flock. I'm like, I can't even control my mind with the sheep already. So I finally met somebody, her name was Yvonne, and she took me through my very first guided meditation. And I'm telling you, it was like my body melted into a puddle and I could do it. I was like, oh my God, I can do this. I can do this. And from then on, I became obsessed with creative visualization. So I got the Shakti Gawain, little cassette tapes, her pink bubble technique and all these things because I could listen to a story. Even though my mind would wander, I still had an incredible effect and impact. So my favorite type of meditation is guided meditations where there's a voice 
and um, we can lead somebody through an experience. Obviously, I'm, I mean, this is many years later and I'm an experienced meditator, so I have no problem quieting my mind. And I do like to listen to music. I Awake Technologies is my favorite thing to listen to when I meditate. And then I have other meditation music. I typically don't meditate in quiet still because even all these years later, I find it hard to release like my mind is can be quite busy, but it, it doesn't take me very long. So I would suggest too for people who don't meditate to actually start with something like a guided meditation and not worry about whether you can see anything. You just kind of sense it and listen to the voice and let yourself relax. Because I think for some people, the word meditation is actually very threatening, right? What do you think, Julie? Yeah, I, as a beginner, I'm kind of, I'm not expert level, but I like to take it as anything else, working out or learning any new skill. It takes levels of, of mm -hmm. practice. And my first level of practice is just letting go of the outside world. Yeah, Just practicing what it's like to let go of my thoughts mm -hmm. and just like clear the space. And I feel like the more time that I spend just practicing that, then my like feeling state will begin to interact with that that deeper realm is where you get all those magical connections to spirit is where you get all the guidance and so it really takes for me it takes time to just let go of my day. And I think when I do that by steps and Connie I'd love to hear where you are at in your practice too, but I love to just practice letting go of my ex letting go of my student loans, <laughs> letting go of what I have to do tomorrow, like all that stuff. So, yeah. That sounds really, yeah, that's an amazing practice. Connie, where are you at? Like, what, where's your mastery at with meditation? I experimented with a lot of different kinds of meditation. I also really love um, creative visualization. And this is probably why I love your meditations. I love to be led through a new space. And I also love to do different processes with binaural beats. I've actually, <laughs> a while ago, I was making my own little... So what I would do is I'd lay down a track of binaural beats. Then I would cut in from a meditation of somebody doing like a countdown, almost like a self-hypnosis. Then I would record some affirmations that I wanted to plant, the seeds I wanted to plant in my mind. And I did this before actually I made my documentary because I wanted to get into such a state, such um, a creative space and, and really access that. And so I made this. And because I was like... I can make one of these, like, <laughs> or I wasn't finding exactly what I wanted to listen to. So I made it. Mm -hmm. So I just made it. And I listened to that. And then when I went, was on location directing this documentary, I really felt like I was in the zone. Mm -hmm. I was in a state, I was in a zone. And it was like the practice that I had been practicing had then brought me into this, like I pulled the hologram into the physical space and I was like feeling that actually physiologically. I love that you did that because that's something, um, you both said something so profound, both of you. So after I had um, stopped being afraid of meditation, it was like in the first year, then I started doing two 45-minute, I, I meditated 90 minutes a day. And I did exactly what you did, Julie. Just I would watch all my thoughts go down a river on leaves and they'd like sometimes have like really pe little people on them and whatever. And then I would just see all these things go by, la, 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 la. And then I would completely zone out and not even know where I was anymore. It was so relaxing. So I found that process of letting go was my second phase of what I liked to do in meditation. And 
I realized I could only do what I liked. But I did learn from one of my subsequent teachers along the way about listening to your own voice say affirmations and direct you. Um, and I can tell you, and my first experience with binaural beats was hemisync. I don't know if that was yours too, because I think that was the only thing that, or holosync was available like on CDs. 15 years ago, because I don't... On CDs, yeah. On C- yes, on CDs. <laughs> I was just say, yes. Right? Yes. I also got into it like that. And I would do the same thing. Originally, well, when they were cassettes, because there was something else in cassettes, I'm much older than you guys. So um, I had, I'd have one cassette going in one one cassette player, and then my Walkman over there, Genius. Would I would record my voice <laughs> yeah. over top of the music. So I would do that, and same with you, like exactly what you talked about, about talking about affirmations. For me, it was always centered around gratitude and miracles. I was so in the miracle mindset way back then. And I love talking about this because now it's making me want to add it to my practice today. Mm-hmm. So I do think there's something really profound in, in both the letting go process that you discussed um, and, you know, creating your own tape or your own recording with your own voice on it, repeating to you the things that you want to become your truth, that you're claiming to become your truth because eventually you start to believe it's your truth. Yeah, and remembering, it was really even just remembering the truth. My affirmations were, I'm connected to all, you know, like I'm part of the universal mind. I am connected. God, let your will be done through me is what it basically was. Yeah. But it, I will right, be done through me. all of yeah. these statements. And then, uh, but one other thing I just want to mention, I was introduced to mantra meditation in like, 2000 and, I don't know, 10, 11. And that was a whole new, I hadn't ever experienced that before. And it really resonated with me as well. I'm curious about um, you two, if you've ever done mantra meditation and what your experiences were. I can add to that. So um, I have. And it was a very interesting thing because where I went with that was uh, Deva Pramal. So she sings mantras and she sings them. And so I found an incredible love and for and also a Sikh mm-hmm. singer. Oh, what is her name? Sing Kaur. Uh, Sing Kaur. Yes. So beautiful. So I would sing along uh, to words I didn't know in Sanskrit because it made me feel a certain way. So I would, so for me, my experience with mantra meditations were very musical. And I loved it and I still love it. When I want to get into the zone and I'm actually painting, I will put on mantra uh, music um, on my computer and let it blast it. And then I'm just like in it. Yeah. So I love it as well too. What about you, Julie? Have you ever done that? Yeah. Well, I think regardless of where you're at in your journey, for me, if I am having a hard time, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I just want to go to bed. Or, oh, I just want to watch one more Netflix episode. <laughs> and I'm just going to skip over that meditation or my journaling practice. It's like, no, you have to make a choice just to plug in. When I reflect on all of the beauty and information that is out there, all the tools, Colette, that you have poured your heart and your passion and your spirit into for people to use, and all of these people that have been on your podcast and these beautiful meditations, there's so many, like we are in the information age. We have access to all Mm -hmm. of this stuff to help us. So it's like, all I have to do is choose to plug in, take it out of Netflix, take it out of my head, unplug 
from whatever it is that isn't helping me and just plug in for 10 minutes before I go to bed to Colette's beautiful new mantra meditation that (laughs) came out. Or, you know, if you want to tell what what is the like point is in the direction. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it's like Mm -hmm. there's mantra meditations. There's so many amazing, beautiful, whatever is calling to you. Just make the choice to plug in to that higher frequency and commit to that choice. I'm going to add one more thing. So meditation is also a conscious act. Um, I will do walking meditation as well to embody the the statement, mantra, affirmation, whatever it is that I am claiming. And when I and I can claim that there, I claim it to be part of me and for me to serve through that. So it's always thy will be done through me. Thank you for all the miracles. And sometimes I'm just going to walk out my gratitude. And, and rather than sitting still, I find w- walking my meditation really, really helps. And I'll walk to my favorite music. I did that at my, um, I recently did a uh, an event at Omega and I had everybody kind of dance walk around the room. We kept walking around the room to this really cool music from Black Coffee. Um, one of my favorite artists is DJs. So the lyrics were completely inappropriate to what we were doing, but it didn't matter because the beat was perfect. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I just had them repeat over and over again, you know, that, and so it is, I receive. Somatic dancing. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Somatic yeah. dancing. Wow, we could go yes. down the rabbit hole here for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what a great topic. Thanks, ladies. This was phenomenal. And I guess I'm going to see you next Woo Squared. Yeah. Thank next you. Next week. We'll see you again. <laughs> Woo Thank squared. you. Bye. Woo Squared is a production of Universal Network Studios. A special thanks to our recording engineer, Chris Dupuy, executive producer, Connie Deletti, content editor, Julie Fink, and audio post-production by Michael Seifert and David Shaw at Sumo Recording. Original theme music by Jerry Mosby. If you love what you are hearing and want to keep up to date on episode releases, bonus content, and prize giveaways, please visit us at itwpodcast.com. And we'd really appreciate a Wootastic review on Apple or Spotify. So please subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Thank you again so much for listening. And we hope you join us next time for another episode on Inside the Wooniverse, a podcast brought to you from the corner of Fringe and Maine. Inside the Wooniverse.